Hello. Welcome to the KSL Sportsbeat After Hours Podcast. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr. And joining me, as always, is the internet Jesus himself, or internet Jezebel, depending on who you talk to, Sean Walker. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special. No. No, thanks so much for having me on uh, again. I, I'm glad I haven't been fired from this role, so thanks, Emma. <laughs> and then also joining us is our local lovable Canuck, Zach. Barry Q. Melrose himself. <laughs> Zach Q. Hicken. Good to be here with you guys. Uh, looking forward to our, our hockey podcast that we record every Sunday night, eh? Speaking of, should we just get right into it? Hey, let's just get right into it. Dude, the Knights didn't play today. I was so disappointed. Uh, I mean, it can you can make the argument, I think, that the Knights haven't played in the Western Conference Finals yet. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, I wanted to see them play. Because, as we all know, I've been a lifelong fan. For lifelong. The, lifelong fan. Lifelong. F- for uh, what we lovingly call VGK. And uh, instead, we had to settle for uh, a match between the uh, Lightning. It was the Capitals and the Lightning. The eight. Capitals and the Lightning. So, I mean, the Golden Knights played yesterday. Uh, they're down uh, 1-0 in the series against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, kind of an interesting – I mean, I think the – I said this last week. The Las Vegas Golden Knights is the best story in sports right now. Um, but uh, it's been a long time since a uh, Canadian team made the Stanley Cup Finals. So, I think it would be really cool for uh, those of us uh, – from the great white north uh to see uh you know a homegrown homegrown team in the uh in the finals so uh i mean i'm definitely going for the golden knights but i wouldn't be <laughs> mad if the jets made it to the finals uh definitely i want the capitals to go for the eastern conference though eh? the jets would be kind of cool just because of it's freaking winnipeg right it's it's none of the uh it's not the canadians it's not like you know any of the other bigger no, not the Maple Leafs. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, I think Winnipeg would be a great option. That'd be that'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, so for those of you listening, we we have nothing to say really in the hockey world because VGK didn't play. VGK just needs to step it up, eh? I mean, they play game two tomorrow. Um, they're down one game to uh, one game to nothing. Uh, so if they can win tomorrow, then they'll be tied at one game apiece, eh? And uh, they'll be celebrating. Uh, with some Timmy Hortons. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's in Winnipeg, so, I mean, I'm sure that there are three just in the parking lot. And uh, Tim Hortons. Hey, it'll be enjoyable if they can get the win. I, I, that's, all I that's all I have to say about that, eh? Perfect. Emma, Emma, most importantly, have you ever been to Timmy House? I haven't. I haven't had the pleasure. All right, we need we need to introduce you, I think, one of these days. Because Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons is basically, so think of, like, do you remember, you remember back in the day when Winchell's was a thing? Sort of like donuts and hot right. chocolate and coffee uh-huh. and and all that good stuff. Yeah. So Timmy Hortons is like I I describe it when I my first experience. It's like uh, it's like Winchell's. Okay. But on steroids. Okay. Uh, like I'm pretty sure it should be illegal. Uh, and they also make really good like breakfast sandwiches. Uh, apparently in Canada. So I didn't get this one in upstate New York, but apparently in Canada they also serve poutine. Is that true? Can you confirm? Yeah, Resident you know they actually also serve that at uh, Costco. You can get it at Costco as well. What is poutine? I've heard of it. Oh, I've never dude, had it. Poutine is the greatest food on the face of the planet. It is I, French I can fries confirm. I can with really? gravy with cheese curds. And let me tell you, it's the greatest combination. I've been eating it since I came out of the womb. I'm pretty sure that was the first meal oh I ate after I was born. Okay. In Medicine Hat. S- s- Okay, so Tim Hortons. Let me ask you. I know you're a Tooele guy. Do you ever make it down to the Provo area? Uh, I do. I, I'm gonna be honest. I try to avoid Provo as much. as I don't I can. blame you. Provo's an awful city. <laughs> Sorry for those of our listeners that are in Provo. Oh, Matt, with the, well, I there goes like how our listeners. Bye guys. In, Bye guys. Uh, in Provo, and it's, let me tell you, I haven't gone to Provo since I graduated from that university. You mean in Provo? Provo, mm-hmm. Provo State College. Yes, Provo State College. Okay. Eh? Uh, just just making this. sure. There's a restaurant on Provo Center Street, right across the street from that Provo Temple, that big uh, red brick building. Okay. It's called Station 22. It's like Southern Comfort Food. I've seen it. I know where this is going. They have poutine there, and mm-hmm. it is fantastic. They have great gravy. 
their cheese is good, and the fries are to die for. So <laughs> if you ever find yourself in Provo, um, cheer up that trip by uh, making your way to Station 22 and getting the poutine. Okay, that's on my list. It, There's... It, it should be mentioned, Station 22, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yet. 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 You guys are listening. Call us. Uh, Just but drop station, by some poutine. Station, yeah, Station 22, not a sponsor, but I can confirm, very good poutine. Also, if you're not a poutine guy, uh, Station 22 is still a great place for some chicken and waffles. Really? Great chicken and waffles. Great chicken and waffles. Uh, yeah, I also get the Memphis chicken sandwich. It's a uh, hot Memphis. Uh, it's not a dry chicken sandwich. It's a wet chicken sandwich, like hot barbecue sauce on top of it. It's really good as well. I, and they have good red cabbage. The vinegar on it's dude, good. We must be starving because we're talking about food. Because I, I also thought, okay, that's good. good, right? Okay, Station 22. There's a. I have a long list of places that I need to get to that are in Provo. Um, I haven't tried Yummies yet. Have you heard of this place? I haven't heard of Yummies. Yummies is like it just opened. It's a Korean barbecue place. Ooh. You guys ever had Korean barbecue? I've had uh, that cup bop place. Okay. It's, I'm going to stop talking like Canadian. Sorry. <laughs> Just th- talk normal because we're going to talk baseball in a minute. Um, no, Yummies is like Korean barbecue. And basically what Korean barbecue is is that you sit at this table. Me and my wife four years ago went to went to Seoul for fun. We went for like two weeks, I think, or yeah, maybe a week and a half. Individuals do just go travel just <laughs> outside of the country for fun. Yeah, before we had kids, let me just tell you, we used to fly all over the place, and then that just stopped. Uh, but Korea was one of our favorite places, and we had. Hema, do you want to mention to our listeners what you do for a living, just so they don't get the wrong idea? Oh yeah, I'm a millionaire. Um, yeah, I make millions and millions that's of exactly dollars. Exactly what I was talking about. Thank you. Thank <laughs> nah, you. I work. Uh, I work at the airport part time for. And by work, he means owns. I, for a for a certain company, a large company. That affords us. That's the, also not a sponsor. That's also not a sponsor. Used to be the uh, sponsor of uh, where the jazz play, though. Right. Mm, no, still not a sponsor. Don't go there. Still <laughs> not a sponsor. I still call I it that place. I, st- I don't call it Vivint Smart Home Arena. I still call it the uh, that place Blank center. center. <laughs> Anyways, we went to Korea. We had legit Korean barbecue. You sit at a table, and in the middle is like this uh, coal fire pit, that really small fire pit. Then they put like a grill over on top and they give you all this raw meat and you cook it yourself and it's f- phenomenal. It's freaking delicious. Yummies is a new place in Provo that is legit Korean barbecue or so I have heard. I haven't been there yet. It's on my list as well as Station 22. Um well my my my. Let's stop talking about food cuz I'm Don Joaquin down there. It's really good. I just <laughs> <laughs> Man, shouts to all those places. Can't wait to eat at you. For reals. Guys, I think after that latest food segment, we earned that achievement. <laughs> we haven't talked food, have we? Um, we talked about, yeah, Timmy Horton's never been, haven't been there. It's kind of, so is it like a Dunkin' Donuts, basically? Better. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's better. That's that's what I'm familiar <laughs> on, with. On, no, I mean, Dun- on steroids. Dunkin's, yeah, Dunkin's on probably steroids. the closest thing that anyone would be familiar with. I mean, we don't really have many Dunkin's in Utah. Oh, uh, like we don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but... I guess like Utahns are kind of familiar with like Krispy Kreme or like Starbucks. I guess is like the big chain, but like you don't go yeah. get donuts at Starbucks. It's just mainly for coffee. It's but. I yeah. So I that's my frame of reference. I I kind of grew up when I was little. I lived in San Diego for a long time. We went to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. So that's kind of my frame of reference. But uh, Tim Hortons sounds better. It almost to me sounds like Sean. Maybe you can chime in on this one. Uh, Wawa's. You've been to a Wawa before? Years ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, my cousins out in Philly, like whenever I go visit them, it's Wawa like every day. Um, and I kind of imagine that's kind of similar. Like it's it's like a gas station, but also they have like phenomenal food and like donuts and coffee and interesting stuff like that. No, I think uh, I think between the three of us, we're pretty well traveled. I think we could uh, definitely get a regular food segment on our podcast. I would love that, honestly. Talk about food. Oh. My mic just went out. <laughs> talk about food, uh, traveling. Let's we could definitely do that. Food, baby. Let's talk about eating poutine. <laughs> let's let's end that. All right, okay. let's let's not sing anymore because we don't want to get flagged by like YouTube or something for copyright infringement. But uh, yeah, we have nothing to talk about. I mean, the jazz are done, right? 
Dunzo. Dunzo. It was a great, phenomenal season. If we wrapped it up really quickly, what would you guys take away from that this this season overall? I, I mean, really just a season to remember in so many ways. I mean, obviously from from before the start of the year with the stay word campaign and then the bye-bye word, the so long word, uh, the jazz drafting Donovan Mitchell obviously was a big deal. I mean, right all the way up through training camp, there were all sorts of storylines. Um, it's really funny because we were actually having a, a, a conversation with um, with another one of our producers off air with McKay. Shout out to McKay. Shouts to McKay. He makes some killer video segments yeah. that are on, Sh- on air. Shout out to McKay. But but I was I was talking with McKay about how uh, the uh, he uh, he took most of last week off. Um, not last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, last week, whatever, right at the very end of the Jazz playoff run. Uh, and I, I was making fun of him because I was like, how, how do you take off, you know, in the middle of the playoffs, like in Salt Lake and the NBA market, blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, when I put in for this time off, the Jazz were in the middle of like a 14 game losing streak or whatever <laughs> in the Western Conference. And like nobody thought they were ever going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden there was talk about like, oh yeah, the Jazz could be like the three seed out of the West. Like it's totally doable. Uh, obviously they didn't, but you know, they lost to Portland in that final week and then they were the six seed and then they or the five seed. And then they looked like the four seed, the way they just thumped Oklahoma city. And so, I mean, th- like this season was so special, I think just because it had a little bit of everything. I mean, it feels like a lifetime. Like it had like low lows and like high highs. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a big takeaway for me. Um, I, I agree. I think, um, what the, I think that what the Jazz did this year is they established a foundation of, that they can build on going forward, a foundation that people thought was torn down when Gordon Hayward left in free agency on July 4th last year. Um, I mean, there's so much to look forward to with this team. The majority of the building blocks, I mean, the only person that we're really not sure about that is kind of a mainstay uh, not coming back is Derek Favors. Um, cause he hits unrestricted free agency, but, um, potentially there are, yeah, so fire up that jet, out fire up that jet for defense. Face- He's going to get paid. Just FaceTime. Just FaceTime him. I think, uh, As I think you're right. Uh, we do have a bright future to look forward to. Um, I recently this past, what was it? Uh, Saturday I shot the, one of the jazz pre-draft workouts. Guess who was there guys? It was. Utah's very own Elijah Bryant. And I mean BYU, not Utah. The straight Utah, out of the state, right? Straight out of Gwinnett, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, straight out of Georgia. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, which is crazy. Um, the racist basketball player from Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the da- big red Dante's dude. Inferno himself. Um, he, though, like, it's just. The Jazz have so much hope coming out of the season that it was really cool to see those guys playing, working out. If you remember, the Jazz was one of the first teams that Donovan Mitchell worked out with when before he got drafted. So you mean to tell me that the Jazz might draft a white perimeter guy who got really hot in the national championship? 30 a game or so, right? Or oh, 30 that, that game. That kind of familiar. What, seven years ago? That, that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super I'd, excited. I'd be okay with this. No, I would be. I would. Too. I, I would like it known that I would be okay with this. <laughs> um, if he falls to the Jazz. That'd be great. Amazing. I mean, it's. It would be sad. I think Favors is on his way out. Um, we're gonna have to get rid of a couple more guys. I think. Um, I don't know. Depends on what Dennis Lindsay has. There, there. I think there are three team options that are coming up. I know Jonas Drebko's one. Um, Joe Ingles has an option of some kind, technically. I think okay, I was but he but that. he said that he wants to come back. Yeah, they all look like they want to come yeah. back. Yeah, even Jonas. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that really wants to leave. Like I don't even think Derek Favors necessarily wants to leave. Um, although I think all the talk is that he's probably the closest to wanting to leave. Maybe well, on I this mean, team. Derek Favors is gonna have better options. Yeah, out. but I don't, but I don't even think he's like get me out of here, get me out of here right. by no any way. stretch of the imagination. I think he likes it. Here. So I I. I I, I love Derek Favors. I think that he – I mean, he's been here in Utah for, what, seven years now? And, I mean, I guess the fear with him – Greatest trade for Darren Williams ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Hot take? Darren who? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Duran. 
so I guess with uh yeah with Derek what you know what Jazz fans are probably realizing now you know he just doesn't really pair very well with uh Rudy on the floor just because he doesn't really have a perimeter game um the Jazz needs someone who can kind of stretch it out at that four position Jay Crowder is getting the minutes down the stretch that uh favors normally would um, and favors has better options where he can go and play kind of a traditional five role, uh, outside of Utah. Um, there are places on the open market where he's going to be able to get a little bit more money. I'm sure that there are teams that will see him as a top flight free agent, pay him, and he's going to get more playing time as a traditional five and he's going to put up better numbers. Um, I mean, he's a guy that, uh, if he's, healthy for the next several years I could see him making an all-star game um he has that type of potential uh and I just feel like because of Rudy Gobert he's kind of been limited a little bit absolutely um okay let's talk about since we're talking about the future who's going to come in is it going to be a draft are we going to work up a trade um are we going to sign one of these free agents coming out is LeBron coming to Utah LeBron word LeBron, LeBron word. word, make the billboards happen, fan. I want the GoFundMe by tomorrow afternoon. LeBron word, <laughs> LeBron word, make it happen. Yeah, obviously. Um, that's I don't know. I, I two names I've seen pop up among Jazz Twitter. Uh, number one is Jabari Parker. Oh yes, uh, LDS kid. Please, uh, he's kind of been Hema's cousin, plagued a My little cousin. bit by injuries. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee offered him a buyout. I think right before the playoffs started this year, um, and he said that it wasn't enough so I think that those two teams are they're just going to go their separate ways he was supposed to be everything that uh Giannis is and the spotlight's gone Giannis has it um so he's going to be on the open market it's just my prediction uh another great option this is a little less likely but Paul George oh I haven't heard that if he doesn't Tell go to more. LA I mean that's just if what he doesn't go to LA jazz fans are just saying, like, that should be the number one priority this offseason for a free agent, which, I, I mean, how could you disagree sure. with that? Uh, that's He's one true. of the best two-way players in the league besides Kawhi. Right. I mean, I don't know if many of you listened to David Locke's podcast. There were uh, some fans <laughs> tweeting and asking him, hey, how realistic is it the Jazz could get Kawhi? And his response was, well, do you want to give up either – pick between Rudy and Donovan who you want right. to give up to get Kawhi. <laughs> and um, It's true. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, dreams that people are putting out there. But um, let me tell you one of my dirty Paul George dreams. should I just before I, okay. you go, Paul George, actually, I mean, the Jazz could put together a pretty uh, attractive offer for Paul George. And I don't think it's likely that he ends up here. He's probably going to go to L.A. But sure. why not make the pitch? Uh, I freaking would love it just off the top of my head if Dame Dalla came back to Utah he he won't I, I know it's unrealistic uh we don't need him necessarily I know that but oh just to see him in a jazz Wait, uniform would be freaking you mean dope. to tell me the jazz don't need an all-star guard <laughs> we don't need they don't another need an one star to run the point <laughs> well that would be sweet we'd lose Rubio we'd have they still have another year of Rubio okay but I mean he wouldn't play if comes. <laughs> Right, <laughs> he wouldn't come, um, because like, could we afford him? Probably not, even if it was realistic. Um, but I freaking love Dame, and I wish he was over here. He, he had a rap song about coming back to Utah. How was his dream? What when he played at Weber State to play for the Jazz? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Sorry, we're getting everyone way too excited. All everyone that listens to this podcast is getting too excited thinking about this. None of this is very likely. Um, in all reality, the Jazz probably end up signing favors again, and um, the team's probably pretty similar uh, structure-wise to how the year finished. I mean, I could see two or three guys yeah. going. Just hopefully get more healthy, maybe yeah. get more depth from a draft pick well, or something. And, and, and realistically, health, realistically, I mean, the Jazz are an organization. Sorry to cut you off there, Zach. No, you're fine. But, but the, Jazz, the Jazz are an organization, and they know this, that they're in a market where – they're kind of kind of need to do that, like bring up guys through the draft, through development, maybe some G League guys that they can pull up, uh, maybe swing like some unwanted type guys or get in, guys in later free in their agency. Yeah, 
or 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 that kind of thing. So I mean, I but I think their track record has shown that like those are the types of guys that Dennis Lindsay and Co really want to bring in mm-hmm. and really want to try to make happy and kind of revitalize their career. I mean, look look how good Ricky Rubio Ricky Rubio was down the stretch for the Jazz and how he was being begged to be given away by Minnesota. I mean, uh, like that that's the perfect example really of of the type of player that the Jazz are going that I think are probably going to keep going to try to take if I phrase that right um and I think it's fine like I think it's worked out for so long that that I don't think you can really doubt it so I think you're right and I also think just to close it off here is uh like we don't need like some big money like crazy player we can draft somebody I'm fully confident that Dennis Lindsay has his eyes on somebody that he's gonna draft somebody just don't get the for nothing Trey Lyles sure get a guy who actually likes to practice <laughs> right his freaking job culture is important like like sean said and guys this like draft class coming up is so is got a lot of good players so i think i think we'll be okay just just remember elijah bryant who did work out for the jazz last weekend you guys said mentioned uh he did play prep school ball with donovan mitchell he's not getting drafted i'm just saying he's not getting drafted i'm just saying <laughs> I'm just He'll saying. You're gonna have a great year. This audio career. is this audio is going to be clipped and attached to Cougar Award by the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I love that Hefe, idea. Hefe, I'm talking <laughs> to you. I know you listen to this, Hefe. Anyways, you know what you're talking about. Uh, so Elijah Bryant, obviously a great player coming out of BYU. Let's move on to uh, uh, the greatest player to walk on RSL's pitch, right? The one and only Nick Ramondo. Zach, you can check out if you want, or you can uh, chime gonna, in. Uh, take a bathroom break. <laughs> uh, RSL won by, well, it was 3-2, right? But um, we scored three goals, guys. I was pretty stoked about that. Um, we needed a win. It's been a while since you, we... You know who else has scored three goals on this season? And three goals in his MLS career? Who's that? Okay, I want to get to Nick Romano in a second, because he is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, greatest... MLS goalkeeper of all time, mm-hmm. who has never actually won goalkeeper of the year. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about that. We will. Um, but uh, three goals, tied for the team high on the season, three goals in his career now, Corey Baird. Yes. The rookie sensation out of Escondido, California, played four years <laughs> at Stanford, won three national championships. Uh, Shouts to Stanford. Go Cards. Right? Go Cards. Uh, Hammond's in here in studio. We'll put this on our Instagram later. Oh, yeah. He's Wearing rocking a, a yeah, Stanford he, shirt. Yeah, he's rocking a Stanford shirt. Shout out to Houston. Um, Shouts to Lowe, also from <laughs> Stanford. Yeah, uh, but but uh, but Corey Baird comes in in his first season, and this was a kid. He was a homegrown signing, and I think a lot of RSL people, a lot of RSL fans in particular, but um, even maybe some front office people kind of thought, oh, this is a homegrown signing, like. He's probably going to get called up every here and there, but realistically, he's a little bit of a project player, off the bench, get a lot of time with the Monarchs, kind of develop, and RSL sees what happens down the road. Um, he hasn't done that at all. He's basically cemented himself as a full-time starter. At He's barely, I think, 21 or 22 years old Crazy right now. Uh, he's scoring goals like crazy. His connection with Albert Rusnak is insane. Uh, his he scores the equalizing header against DC United after they after RSL falls behind one nil early, um, and I I think this kid is the story of no offense to Nick again we'll get to him in a second right, but I think this kid is really the story of RSL season so far in this season just how much of an impact he's made immediately and by the way shameless plug if you want to read more about Corey Baird and the <laughs> story and his love of Fortnite head on over to KSL.com right now where yes. some guy I know. Uh, posted a nice, uh, nice little wrap up of his early season career so far. Yeah, the Arsenal was that shameless enough? Pretty no, talented. That was, great. was that shameless enough? Great. All right. Uh, so on any, to the anywho, goat. yeah, but the goat. Uh, so Nick Romano recorded his two hundred two hundredth win in MLS play Saturday night at Rio Tinto Stadium. Um, really quick before we move on, here are uh, just a couple comments from Romano. With uh, RSL sideline reporter Samantha Yarick, 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 Yarick. I have no idea. Yarick, uh, Sam, hit us up. Hit us up at KSL Sports on Twitter if we mispronounce your name. I promise we'll correct it by the next pod. Um, but yeah, this was Nick uh, briefly after after the match. You know, sometimes these milestones, these awards, uh, when they're hanging on that low leaf, 
uh, they take a while to get to. Uh, right. So I'm happy this one came a little bit quicker than the other ones. And um, again, the three points is, is huge. Uh, to put this, uh, you know, in the backside now and to focus towards the, the rest of the season uh, is the most important right now. Good old Nick. Yeah, so there's Nick Armando. Um, and, uh, I mean, this is a guy who owns pretty much every major statistical goalkeeping record right. in MLS history. And he's never won an, like any type of MVP award. He's never won MLS goalkeeper of the year he has somehow. Like, he has like the best uh, uh, PK percentage. Yeah, like- he's an incredible PK stopper. Um, and he just keeps winning and winning. And yet, and yet, Mike Pecky before the match, um, as they're they're getting ready to go into the tunnel and walk out and yada yada pregame pep top let's go rah 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 right he goes hey let's get three points for the team and let's get two hundred for Nick and <laughs> Nick kind of turned away from the huddle and he was like nah guys nah 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 like that's just who he is that's really that's cool. just who Nick Romano is he's just like he's just like no no don't focus on me like I'm fine I'm just I'm just a keeper guys like what I'm wow. just I'm just a short keeper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it was awesome. If you haven't seen the video put out right now, RSL put on their Twitter feed. MLS put on their Twitter feed. A bunch of people around the league kind of gave their props to Nick. That's uh, cool. Benny Felhaber, Graham Zusi, wow. uh, Preki, current Seattle Sounders assistant coach. Uh, Preki was in there. Just a bunch of guys. That's Carlos cool. Bocanegra, who played with Nick on the national team. Um, all just giving him props. Really cool video. Really cool to see. Just how respected this guy is. And yet from talking with him, from ever meeting him, from ever just like any sort of interview, or even just like man on the street setting, because he's been known to go downtown to a bar named Sue and just hang out. Yeah. Um, you would never know that this is arguably the greatest MLS goalkeeper of all time, because he's just this humble, down-to-earth kid who who likes to take his son to soccer matches on the yeah. weekend. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so shout, shout out to, to Nick. Saint awesome. Nick. Um, all right, let's move along. I have to tell you guys something. I did not see Infinity War yet. I uh, I know that's my bad. I said last week that I would see it. I didn't have any time to see it this week. Um, I was busy with family stuff. Um, family. <laughs> I also – did I show you guys the picture of my daughter and how – so yesterday, my three-year-old dumped a gallon of paint all over a bedroom floor, and so now the carpet's ruined. <laughs> but then, not only did he spill paint all over the place, uh, my like nine-month-old daughter like started eating it, like <laughs> picking it up with her hands and eating it. It's great. I'll show you the pictures in a little bit. This but- has been Adventures in Parenting with Mahemuli <laughs> Jr., Junior. Um, so I didn't see Infinity War, but I did see freaking uh, Black Panther, finally. Took you long know. enough. I know. I'm sorry. Adventures in hashtag parenting also. Well, let's let's move back. Let's move back to movies in a little bit because I'm actually really glad you brought up that story, Hema, a little Adventures in Parenting. Because uh, I want to pivot to uh, a special- having a kid? Yeah, I'm pregnant, <laughs> first of all. I'm pregnant. Very exciting news. Um, and second of all, it's important that I announce that I'm pregnant on today because I don't know if you guys realize this, but today's Mother's Day. So, um, happy Mother's Day to all our mothers. Yeah. So happy Mother's Day to the people who birthed you. Um, shout out to moms everywhere. Shout out to Hema's mom. Shout out to Zach's mom. Shout out to my mom, who's the goat, the Nick Romando of mothers, as they say. <laughs> not that I might be biased. Am I biased? I'm not biased. Oh, no, I'm a journalist. I'm not biased. Um, hashtag fake news. Uh, so yeah. So in honor of Mother's Day, I wanted to kick off a little discussion with uh, your guys. And I know, I know, Hema's got the best mom, and Zach's got the best mom. Right. And I've got the best mom. Um, but we all have kind of uh, favorite TV moms or like pop culture moms, maybe movie moms even, like moms in like popular media, if you will. Um, kind of that woman that you think of when you think of of mother and like, I don't know, like maybe it's somebody who, who helped raise you on the television or just like somebody that you like think of in like mom out there. So I want to kind of go around the table okay. um, and talk about our favorite "Quote unquote TV moms," I and I'm gonna wait. use I'm gonna use the term TV mom here, but okay. it can be like it can be a little bit broader than that. It can be like from a movie. It can be like from from like basic okay. pop culture. But I want to kind of keep sure. it in that vein, okay. okay? If you will. So who's okay. gonna go first, Zach? 
Sure. Uh, yeah, so let's start with the resident Kentuck. Okay, I'll go with uh, Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that's mm. a good one. That's um, good. And that's this good. isn't an indictment on how my mom is, because my mom is the complete opposite of Lois. <laughs> Lois is a hothead. My mom is, like, the most calm and, like, um, like loving person that I know. Okay. Um, I mean, she does have her temper sometimes, but uh, she's nowhere near Lois. But I just thought that um, Hal and Lois were just like I thought that they were. Lois such is a great awesome. TV couple. Uh, I I thought that even though like technically Malcolm was the star of the show, like I th- I think all the best moments came from Hal and Lois, and I think I think Hal. I mean, if we're going to transition to TV dads, I know this is coming up next. Oh, how? How's the best it. TV dad there is? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're we're all really just looking for that relationship, like Hal and Lois. I sure. Think. Like before, before Malcolm in the Middle, I feel like I feel like I cut you off, so no, I apologize. But I feel like before Malcolm in the Middle, like TV families had an element of perfection, and like they weren't always perfect, and like that's why we loved watching them. You know, I'm thinking yes. of like the Family Matters, Step by Step. Um, full house types of the world yeah. where like things weren't like totally perfect but they still had kind of that perfect element like Hal and Lois and Malcolm in the Middle were the first like truly real well, mom it, and dad I mean, family the dynamic they were a low income family who were like right. they were on the border of poverty um, <laughs> like it's just there it was so relatable and um, I mean I grew up in a middle class home but like you know it's not like my family had money to go around. Um, we were pretty well off, but you know, it's not like we were getting all this new stuff or getting cool things or living in downtown San Francisco in a yeah. house that's six million dollars. Um, you know, and and the other thing too is as as it wasn't a traditional sitcom like a multicam sitcom. Um, it wasn't life's problems aren't solved in. 30 minutes or less. Right. Uh, they had problems that carried over, problems that were never solved, problems that uh, just went on for years and years and years before they were solved. And Problem children of that. Looking at you, Reese. Reese. Looking at you. Um, so can I, sh- can I share my favorite Lewis? Do you have a Lewis quote that you want to share? Oh, I have like a favorite Lewis moment. Um, like my favorite one maybe is, uh, it's in the first season. I want to say it's like episode five or six. Um, I, I, there's so many great Lois moments though because like I had about ten just pop into my mind after I was saying that, that it's my favorite. Um, the the whole thing with like her I think it's episode five of season one. Um, her dress gets started on fire and so it gets put in the toilet, <laughs> and so she like interrogates the children and like as a group. Then she takes them one by one and tries all these different tactics borderline tortures them tries to soften them up with some soda and it turns out that it was hal who was uh smoking a cigar accidentally put it out on the dress started the dress on fire and put it in the toilet oh man um where she thought that the kids you know were playing with fireworks or something like that uh other great moments with her um the scene the season finale of season one where um she uh her and hal have like just this romantic getaway plan for their family vacation to a water park and they're drinking rum out of the uh the spray or the oh the self tanner yes. the body lotion <laughs> bottle Just squirting into the um mouths. and then it transitions in the first episode of season two where they get stuck in traffic because hal's being a jerk to this guy and uh lois being the, the controlling person she is is like frustrated that like they can't open up one lane of traffic and so she tries to get in the crane and uh, like forces the crane out and just makes herself look like a buffoon. But and the dynamic with her and Craig, Craig is such a great TV character as well. I mean, that oh, show, Craig. I, I don't think I've ever been so upset as when that show was taken off Netflix, because that was like my, that in the office were my two go-to shows that, um, even if I had like, I just was, if I was studying, if I was working on a project and I wanted to have some background noise, yeah. if I'm going to sleep, and I want some background noise. Those were the two shows I went to for eight plus years, and they're both off Netflix. Now. Yeah, man, that's okay. Well, sorry. Shout, out Stillers, Shout, out Shout, Shout out to Lois. Shout out to Lois. Shout out to Lois. The okay, just real quick. The, my favorite quote is Dewey. She makes Dewey um, pour his own milk for cereal, and Dewey <laughs> says, 
but mom, my milk is lumpy. Oh, she says, drink all your milk. Oh, I just ruined it. Uh, she's like, drink, drink all your milk. And he's like, but my milk is lumpy. And she's like, so chew it. <laughs> oh, it and was that's... the, uh, when they were too poor, she quit her job. And yeah. they, yeah, they had like the homemade milk that they had to like mix with water. Yeah, that was yeah, it's nasty uh, stuff. Yeah, great. That was a great quote. Um, I kind of wanted to throw it back. Okay, so I'll go next. Kind of to segue over to it. Um, do you know who sings the theme song for uh, Malcolm in the Middle? Quick, quick pop quiz oh, question. Oh, um, they also sing the song, and I, like I said, guys, I've seen this a lot. So you guys are just like, holy crap, Zach knows a lot about Malcolm in the Middle. They are also <laughs> the people that sing the song in the episode where Hal goes and gets the Porsche, and like they pull the Porsche out to the, uh, um, to the yes, no, yes, maybe. You found it, so you know who sings it. Sean found it. Anybody know the answer? If you're listening now, tweet at us. Are you listening to the whole thing? Yeah. It's uh. Anything? Go ahead, Sean. Anything? Reveal it. Anything? What, who was it, Sean? No, no, I don't, I don't actually know. I'm, oh, I'm just, how'd you I find actually it? did know this. I knew this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they Might Be Giants? Yeah. Yeah. Great band. Um, so this kind of goes into, like, a mom that I really liked. Um, let me just play a little who bit. Who might be a giant? No. It's in the same era. It's from a band called Fountains of Wayne. I don't know if you guys remember those guys. But uh, <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah. I know where this is going. This is my favorite mom from pop culture, okay? Oh, do you want to play the song? Can you find it? <laughs> you can edit this so that it pops right up. Or that whatever. music video was phenomenal, by the way. Yes. Between like, I mean, let's let's talk about music about moms. That and Mrs. <laughs> Robinson are like just like the two That's ultimate true. like, hey, this is a hot mom. And there's like a term <laughs> that you can use for that. I don't know if we can use it. I, I don't think we can either. I do we have use to it. put an explicit tag on if we use it? Whoa, this isn't it. Some advertisement for... Oh. Uh, yeah, this is an ad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, it would go really well with this mom, I guess. Yeah. This is my pop culture mom. <laughs> we don't even have a real name for uh, Stacy's mom. No, no, yeah, but it's just Stacy's mom. It's just Stacy's mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, what, what more name do you need? Oh man! Yeah, it's so good. How old were you, uh, Zach, when the song came out? Uh, I know I was in fourth grade the first time I heard it. Um, I remember this. Okay, is a, we're gonna quit that before we get flagged right, on YouTube. Right. This is an actual yeah. like really, really odd like memory of mine. Um, but it's one that's very vivid. My cousins and I were going up to Park City to stay at some ski resort. And I remember on our way up the canyon, um, they had some CD that had Stacy's mom on it. And we listened to it the whole way up. <laughs> and by the t- end of, of that trip, I had that song memorized. And I still, to this day, love yeah. it. Found that's good. Stacy's mom. That's awesome. Fun that's fact. Good. Do you guys know who Stacy's mom was in the music video? Oh, uh, God. Emma, you're just making us look bad with all these no. pop culture references. So, um, I knew this. I had to refresh myself, but her it's Rachel Hunter is her name. She's a model. She's from New Zealand. Do you guys know that? No. I don't know that. Yeah. So uh yeah, a little uh Polynesian boop tidbit for you guys. Stacy's mom, probably my my pick for my pop culture mom. That's a good one. Sean, who's yours? I don't know if I can top that, guys. I don't know if I can top that. Because we've gone we've gone a little bit oldish school back to the 90s uh with zach's pick and then we went to kind of the uh mid-aughts there with Hema's pick mid-aughts mid how how yeah. old is that i no, think that I, was mid-aughts wasn't it yeah i'm thinking 2000 uh, i think it was about 2004 or, or early aughts early aughts was okay. it early aughts probably early aughts. early to mid-aughts um i'm gonna go kind of new school with my pick um also kind of old school uh because this mom is i don't think she gets enough credit for the momming that she does. Um, and she's kind of representative of a large section of moms out there that I want to give a shout out to. Um, not necessarily indicative of like my situation, 
But I'm talking about single moms everywhere doing what they can, kind of having to be mom and dad. So shout out to the single moms. Um, and this mom, one of my favorite moms currently, um, although I didn't fall in love with her when she was a mom, I will say that. But one of my favorite moms currently, she uh, she's the mom of Jackson, Max, and Tommy. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, Donna Jill Margaret Fuller Tanner. Oh, my god. A.K.A. DJ Tanner, a.k.a. DJ Tanner Fuller from Full House slash Fuller House. Wow. Uh, the Netflix reboot of the popular Interesting. Uh, 90s family drama Full House. Uh, Candace, Candace Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, Candace yep. Cameron Burr. Um, first of all, great actress. Great actress. Love you, Candace. If you're listening to this, call me. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Is it her, hus- her husband's a hockey player. Also what? true, yeah. but yeah, still. He plays for the Capitals. But he can call me too. Oh, you would. Uh, <laughs> I'll get his permission. It's fine. Like I'll totally get his permission to like take her out out to dinner. Dude, for or a second, I something. thought you were gonna go with Topanga from Boy Meets World. Oh, that's a good one. Does she mom? Could have been a good one. Oh, in, been boy, good one. in Girl Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, mom. that could have been a good one. Um, but no, here's here's the reason why I went with DJ. Cause cause first of all, um, I kind of grew up on Full House. Okay. And there were no moms. In that show, it was a show about a single dad, which is also right. super cool. Um, but I just I feel I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma still in our society about single parents and kind of what they are and what they can and can't do. Um, and I just love these sort of um, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term, kind of the ballsy way. A lot mm-hmm. of them go about their business, you know, having to be mom, having to be dad, having to do a little bit of everything, support a family, raise a family, uh, cook a dinner while also making ends meet a lot of the time. And I feel like DJ Tanner or DJ Tanner Fuller um, really does that well. Like Fuller House, I, I love Fuller House. Mm. Uh, full disclosure, love Fuller House. I know that's not popular for Full House fans, but I feel like it does a great job of kind of of, of actually rebooting this series and putting it into a modern context. Um, Full House was so good because it, it epitomized the 90s in so many ways. Right. Fuller House now really epitomizes kind of the 20 teens in so many ways with things like smartphones and social media. Um, and uh, one of my favorite quotes that DJ has in the series, she's talking about her oldest son, Jackson, who's going in high school. Uh, and she says, don't you, be, don't you guys be ridiculous. I'm just watching what he does all the time without his knowledge. Because she just put an app on a smartphone that uh-huh. lets her track where he is at all times. By the way, real app. What? Um, mildly creepy. But that's neither here nor there. So, yeah. So, my, my big shout-out goes that's- out to Single Moms Everywhere, DJ, DJ Tanner Fuller, um, and, uh, and that group. Well, I feel like a jerk. You guys have, like, serious moms with, like, serious mom qualities. And I picked the hot mom that you did, everyone You wanted. did, too, though. Dude, that's totally fine. <laughs> I mean... I- I have hold on, hold on, let's hold on. By the way, Fuller House wasn't bad. I liked it. And from a from a producer standpoint, it was really clever how they went full from Full House to Fuller House. Yeah. Changing her name to Fuller. Yeah. The great. No, Just, it was it's actually really I, I enjoyed it. I haven't watched the after the first season, but it was fun. I mean Emma, if you want to do choice, um, have you guys seen the uh, or heard of the new series on YouTube Red, Cobra Kai? No, I want to see that, though. So this is just kind of a quick transition into this. I watched it this weekend. I watched all 10 episodes in one day. Oh, my gosh. I watched them all last night. I stayed up. Wow. And I mean, we're late, up late tonight. It's 108. I was up until 2.30 last night <laughs> watching this series. And I got to Hold on, hold on. Because so I got well to give you a shout out right there for that. Okay. I've unlocked the binge mode achievement, or the binge watching achievement. <laughs> binge mode, dude. Sorry, that's the name of another podcast. <laughs> Which we both love. Yeah, no, that's that's impressive. So congratulations. That's uh, well done. Yeah, uh, very let me well just kind of go briefly, uh, just say something briefly about that show. I mean, single mom, uh, Daniel Lu- Daniel LaRusso's mother. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she makes LaRusso. an appearance in the show. Um, so, I mean, I was going to say that you could pick her, but. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, and that includes our listeners, that's on my list. Watch it; it is so good. It's on YouTube Red. Um, it is a paid subscription service, but you can get a free one-month trial. Uh, 
with your Gmail account. Um, episodes are about 25 minutes each. It's a really quick watch. And if you've seen the original Karate Kid and you love the original mm-hmm. Karate Kid, um, it is very true to that. I mean, it has both Billy Zabka and uh, uh, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio in it. You mean How and I Met Your Mother like, legend, Billy Zabka? Yes. Yeah. I, the real hero. The real the hero the of the Karate Kid. kid. Billy Zabka is the Karate Kid. I think that's the best running joke. Oh my gosh, that theory, like joke. Yes. Wait, go yeah. on. Go yeah. on. Yeah. No, the the actual a, protagonist. They actually. I there's a moment. I mean, hashtag mile spoil mile spoiler alert. Um, there is kind of a way that they kind of play with that. They don't bring up Barney in any way, but they kind of, um, you know, paint. There, there's a there's a portion in the show where. Uh, Billy Zabka paints himself as the protagonist of the Karate Kid, where right. he's like, "Hey, some punk kid came to New Jersey and or came, moved from New Jersey and tried to steal my girlfriend. What do you think I'm supposed to do?" Right. <laughs> and I so, it. It, can't wait. That's to good. Watch it. That's good. Ten out of ten. Recommend. I might need to sign it. up for it's YouTube awesome. Red just to watch this watch series. The first two episodes without it. Um, watch it. Feel it out. Uh, you're gonna love Billy Zabka. His performance is phenomenal. He brings back the Cobra Kai dojo. It's awesome. That's pretty amazing. No, I've been strike first, strike hard, and have no mercy, guys. Guys, I think we should sweep the leg on this podcast. How how, how long have we been rolling for? We're about forty. Only only like forty five minutes. Oh, we're going. We're really going for an hour and a half. We're fine. Okay. We're We're gonna go an hour. Let's do it. We could go. I mean, we could go however long you guys want. Because guess what, guys. This is the internet. Who cares? And it's after hours. We do what um, we want. Yeah, and on on the after hours show, we do what we want. But no, I really I really like that uh that little hot take, Cobra Kai. I'm gonna have to check this one yeah, out. Yeah, I'm gonna check so it thank out. you, thank you, Zachary Higgin, uh, for that recommendation. Um, guys, I think we need some Twitter response. Anybody listening to this, tweet us at KSL Sports uh, on Twitter. Let us know your favorite TV mom, TV slash pop culture mom, but. We're calling them and TV keep it moms. Keep clean, guys. Keep it clean. Yeah, and make sure to keep it clean. Uh, we don't want to have to ban you. Tweet us at Rod Zundel. <laughs> yeah, if you have a dirty mom reference, tweet at JJ Sportsbeat. Yes. Oh, no, no. No, no please don't send do that, that to JJ. JJ. Come on, he's <laughs> a married man. He has his own favorite His children mom. are going to pick up his you phone when they read those. You can send it to at Rod Zundel. He will appreciate these, I guarantee you. Yeah, and for all the clean... Hashtag TV moms, your favorites. Tweet us at KSL Sports. Uh, we'll give a retweet to our favorites. Let's do it. I'm going to promise that. I'm going to promise that. We'll retweet our favorites. Use the hashtag TV moms. Give us your favorite TV mom, why she's your favorite TV mom. Whether it's a uh, whether you're a Malcolm in the Middle fan or a Fountains of Wayne fan or a Full House fan or even a Karate Kid fan, whatever it is. Um, happy Mother's Day to y'all. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Oh. Let's wrap it up, I guess. I have nothing else to talk about. Not much happened in the sports world today. No, I mean, we had, what, the Eastern Conference Finals with LeBron getting blown. We ran all Um, high school sports, like, (laughs) in tonight's sports beat. What's wrong with that? Which is great. So, shout out to Waterford. Shout out to Desert Hills. First soccer Hills. championship in school history. Uh, who won between three? Um, shout out to Judge Memorial. Although I know Judge that's Memorial. a little bit of a contentious state title right now with the small school people. So maybe, maybe not. Shout out to the Bulldogs. <laughs> um, shout but, out to the baseball, 2A, 3A baseball. Yeah, shout uh-huh. out to Grantsville. Grantsville. Shout out to, to Brody Brunson Aaron. <laughs> so let me tell you a quick story about that real quick. Can we backstory um, this? So I shot that game, which was cool to watch. If you're not following us on Twitter at KSL Sports, uh, you probably don't understand that reference. So go uh, watch that video on the Grantsville uh, baseball <laughs> title about Brody Aaron, and then here's the backstory right. to it. Okay, so uh, so like like Sean said earlier in the show, I live in Tooele, so Grantsville is, Grantsville is like really close by. So I was pretty stoked to be shooting that championship game. It was Grantsville Carbon. Um, Grantsville came out with a win. Um, the last pitcher to, to strike out the batter to end the game, his name's Coy um, Johnson. And after the after the game was over, shout out to Johnson's dad. Yeah, shout out to Johnson's dad because after the game, I went to my car, and the Johnson family was loading up their car parked right next to mine. Um, the dad's like. 
hey i saw you shooting where are you from i gave him the spiel he's like hey make sure you put my son on the show tonight laughing and he's like yeah i'm just kidding he's like yeah but my my son was the one that struck out the last out and or yeah that pitched that last out and uh I was like, oh, that's definitely on the show. Like, we definitely cut that and put it in. And he gave me, like, a soda for the ride home, and he was really cool. Um, And, yeah, I tweeted at him um, the video of Rod doing the play-by-play, and he mentioned someone named uh, Brody Aaron. There is no player named Brody Aaron (laughs) that plays for Grantsville. Which is even better. Which is even better. It's hilarious because how I found out, I didn't even notice, how I found out was when I tweeted out the video, Coy Johnson's like, who the heck is Brody Aaron? (laughs) And I was like, oh no, he meant Brady Arbin. Like, his teammate's name is Brady Arbin. Close. Eh. Eh. But not necessarily. So, Rod's Rod's eyes sometimes get a little bit... (laughs) A little bit mixed up every now he's, and then. He's a well-seasoned vet. Shout out vet. to Rod. We love you. He's a seasoned vet, man. But he he's, is he's definitely a seasoned vet. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, that's how that story goes. Yeah. Shh. Names happen. Live television happen. happens. Um, sorry sorry to our friend Brody Aaron. We did we did run the story again, and he did say the names right tonight. Uh, yeah. So, so that's great. Yeah. Um, but so, Brody Aaron, friend of the podcast, you'll have a spot on the After Hours pod anytime you want to come in here. For sure, dude. Yeah, for sure. Make it out. Um, yeah. yeah, so shouts out to shouts to the all the champions um, this past weekend. We got more coming up this week, so and the next week, and the next week, and then even more once football season heads around and the sports. Let's get through rolling. summer first, guys. Yeah. Yep. We got a long grind for the summer for sure. Yeah. On that note, let's wrap up another edition of the KSL Sports Beat After Hours Podcast. I'm the one and only Internet Jesus, Sean Walker. He's Hema Hemuli. Junior. Sweep the leg. Zach Zach Hicken. Resident Canuck. Tim Hortons. Uh, Let's go get some Timmy Hose. Let's go.